movie stop down has returned from our short little vacation and of course you've got your host sludge here my co-host across from me it's mark the master from texas ruben and man we are stoked to be back we were talking about before the show how we had this little vacation we had all had all these plans to get some things done that we need to especially yeah. especially sludge here i had you know had some plans and uh for the most part most of the plans got taken care of but some of them quite not because the vacation didn't go quite as well as I had hoped. But uh, yeah. uh, for those who haven't seen, because I know most of you keep up with it, uh, my mom, unfortunately, uh, my mom got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer right at the beginning of our break. And so we've been dealing with that. She's doing good. Um, she actually ended up having two tumors. And uh, praise the Lord, the second tumor totally disappeared. That was a scary incident for me, I will say, though, because I had to take her out to – uh, Vanderbilt University in Nashville. In Nashville, yeah. and uh, they're like, "Okay, Mr. Reagan and Miss, Re- you know, and, and my mom Tammy, we're what we're doing is we're just going to go in, and uh, it's some kind of you know little procedure where they're they're going to go in, they're going to check the size of the main tumor, and then we're going to check the size of the second tumor. You know, just a couple of different things should be an hour, hour and a half, dude. At the two hour mark, I started like getting a little nervous. You know what I mean? Then the three-hour mark, I was really – I started texting everybody. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, they said hour and a half. We're three hours deep. Five yeah. hours later, five hours total, I was freaking out. And then I see the doctor come in the waiting room. And he's like, hey, Mr. Reagan, let's go over here to the consultation room. So he takes me to the consultation room and uh, pulls out this piece of paper or this this printout, and it's, it's all, you know, um, gloss photos of – Inside, you know, mom's like you know, abdomen every because one of the yeah. tumors was on the abdominal wall, and the second tumor was, and they were pretty much going in to you know verify its size because they were going to pronounce her stage four because of the second tumor. And he's like, Mr. Reagan, apologize for the time, but here's what happened. I looked three different times and he showed me a piece, piece uh, one of the pictures. He says, right here in this spot is where that tumor was um, on our previous scan. It's gone. We couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, it's like, dude, that's freaking. Yes, you know awesome. what I mean. That's what we want to yeah. see. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. So, so there's been good news through this, and my mom's doing great. Uh, actually, I was telling the guys, you know, she had her second chemo treatment last week, and uh, she's got two more. Then we're gonna go back in and check the size of the tumors, then go in and actually cut it out because they're you know they're doing the chemo to try and shrink it. And uh, two days afterwards, man, she was mowing her yard and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's um, great. That's yeah. a great. good sign. Good sign. So, so that's yeah. kept me a little bit busy because I was working on a, on an album, which I'm still working on. Uh, just did not get as far as I wanted to because uh, mom comes first. Uh, but so I've been taking care of her. And then on top of that, I got, of course, you know, became media director at our church. And they like to keep me busy there. I sent the guys a picture earlier yeah. of me crawling around and underneath the flooring of our balcony. <laughs> like Charlie called me a tunnel rat. I was like, dude, this is what they had me do, you know, running cables. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, that's been my, my break, of course. And we had to prep for Rob Kahn. Uh, which went extremely well. We had an absolute blast at RobCon uh, last weekend. And, of course, you guys will see some of that next week uh, with Stomping Frank's episode because they took down RobCon, man. And they were 
They were hit. I heard. Yeah. They, I heard. Yeah. I heard. I've heard some things about what the, their antics up there, man. I heard it was a very wild time. It, it was definitely an experience. I will say having the, having those two there with us because uh, you know we made appearances at RobCon the last time, and then we've done free comic day and stuff. But this is the first event we've done uh, with Stomping Frank there in person. And uh, they were hit, man. They had a great time. They had a great time. Um, uh, Frank probably was the most emotional, I would think, because he went from having fun and laughing to being terrified all in one day. Like I felt like he was on a roller coaster and felt bad for him. Um, but no, it was it was really really good. And of course, you know, next weekend again, guys, tune in to their episode. Um, They're super excited. Uh, Stompy was actually in here earlier today. Uh, working on the episode because uh, you know I'm not doing it; he's doing it. You know, it's like you watch your episodes and you, you can edit it all. So, uh, but they're pretty stoked, and we can't wait for you guys to see that. So, other than that, how'd your all's little vacation go? Mine went. Uh, my highlight was the RobCon. Uh, oh, right. You know, just making That's a good highlight. Oh yeah, making That's pizzas and pizzas and more pizzas. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, <laughs> RobCon, I was so looking forward to it. So it was a good good time. Ruben, what about you? How how was your time uh, down in Texas? It, it was great. Uh planning RJ's wedding, December third. That's right. So it's more like, yeah, yeah, we can you know every, everything's coming together. You know, we're having to pay for a lot of stuff. So it's all coming together though. Invitations went out today, I believe. Oh nice. So uh yeah, so invitations went out today. Uh I think I'm trying to remember when was our last show recording show, recorded show. Oh gosh, I don't was know. That a, it was in June, I think. Okay, it was June. Okay, yeah. so I celebrated 30 years of marriage. Oh, yeah. All right. 30-year yeah. anniversary. 30 years. Um, taking her to go see Billy Joel for our anniversary. That's what uh, she wanted to go see Billy Joel at, in Houston at Minute Maid Park. So that's uh, that's what we're going to do for that, – that's what I did for her anniversary. Hey, you're going to awesome. have to tell Cindy awesome. that she's going to have to start listening to Charlie and Nate's horror show now. Because when we, she'd be so proud of Nate. So Nate came down for the RobCon as, as well, the convention. Yeah. And it's the first time me and Nate met in person. And so uh, Nate comes walking in the entrance of the convention hall. And uh, <laughs> I, I see him. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you know. So I walk over, you know, to say hi. And, and you know, we, 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 we give each other a hug, you know, the first time we meet each other in person. And he's like, so, you know, Sludge, I got something for you. And he hands me a bag. He brought me a gift. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And then you all probably yeah. saw on social media, open it up and it's Freaking VHS copy of Titanic. <laughs> I was like, wow. Collectors, collectors edition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and what'd what? you tell them? Oh, I already have this one. I <laughs> yeah, did right? not. Totally did not. <laughs> you didn't get I was like, what a douche. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that picture on social media. I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's crazy that he did that. That's that's awesome. Proof, that first great. of all, it was. Proof, great. It's proof that he listens to our show, right? Because yeah. this is true. Yeah. This yeah. is true. You know, that, that's, that's proof. It's like when you kidnap somebody and have them hold up a newspaper, and that was proof that he listens to our show. Well, I, uh, well, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that was pretty cool of him. And, and RJ liked his shirt. He was wearing an oxygen. That's right. Destroying yeah. And yep. RJ oh, yeah. commented on his shirt. You, you know, they like the same type of music. So, um, yeah. And, and besides that, just, uh, you know, all of a sudden we went from no rain to plenty of rain. Drought's over down here in South Texas. We went from like I don't know, fifteen inches below normal to about normal. Well, that's good. Uh, it's that been raining nonstop good. for about um, I don't know two weeks or so. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, it's well, just every day though. and every day and every day. I was like, man, I need to get out and work on that yard. You know, there's going to be a lion coming out at me if I'm not too careful because it was getting thick out there. But uh, <laughs> finally, it dried out. But 
But uh, you know, I missed uh, I missed recording the shows though a lot. I mean, I, oh, more than I, here. you know, I'm like, man, you know, man, it's just this fun. I, I ended up working like on you know Monster Mash and uh, and and the uh, underdogs way ahead of time because <laughs> didn't I have just nothing to do. didn't yeah. have nothing to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and which man I want to give a shout yeah. out uh, to to Ruben man because I know especially during this vacation time with everything I had going on, it was very difficult for me to keep up with something as simple as, as the underdogs and Friday night fights and things like that. And uh, Ruben's dude, you stepped up to the plate, man. And, and Ruben's been handling a lot of the underdogs as well as the monster mash. Yeah. And then of course, reminded me, you know, him and Charlie have been great about reminding me about, you know, Friday night fights. Like, uh, what day is it? And I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, um, but so uh, uh, and, and, I, and my apologies because this past week I actually released monster mash a day ahead of schedule because <laughs> labor day threw me off. And I'm like, you know what? It's only Tuesday. I already released it. Yeah, I it was my. I was, yeah. I say it was just because we were excited yeah. to get started. Recording. Just, that, just to had to, had to get him back to work. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. And that's because I was at work. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it early today. You know, and it was you know it was about one o'clock local, and I did it. And I didn't realize till I was texting you guys getting ready for the show. I said. Only Tuesday, and I already released Monster Mash. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. What makes it worse is, is he he goes mashes up, you know, in, the, in our message, and I'm like, all right, and I send it over to Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. So not only did you miss it, <laughs> I missed it. So we totally both screwed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and plus the plus the pick was it's a favorite of mine. So you know, uh, it was like I don't know six six hundred words, and I'm like, oh, this is too much, and I had to cut it all down. Thank you, but it's Instagram. A track, yeah, yeah. So I had to cut it down to. Just under Instagram's uh, a limit. Hey, it's still, it was still good, though. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we've got a good episode for you guys. Instead of doing a review of one movie, we decided to come back and do something that we're going to start doing a little more regular, is we're going to do retrospects on series. And we're going to kick this one off with a retrospect of the Showa Godzilla era. So we're going to discuss the films from the beginning, 1954, all the way to Terror of Met Godzilla, 1975. We promise we will not try to run too long on you, uh, but we want to highlight some of the things, the history of the series and this era particularly, um, you know, the, the the highs and lows, the memories, the favorite po- favorite points we liked, that points we hated. Just do a cool little retrospect of the Showa series because one, we love Godzilla, and uh, I was pretty hyped. You know, Rob Con actually saw three different Godzilla shirts, and I was like, yes, man, you guys are yeah. awesome. And, and I will say, okay, now one thing that made me max, we were laughing about the drop con. <laughs> I was just thinking. Was, 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 we're sitting there at our booth, and uh, we were right across from like Jake the Snake, and, uh, Roberts, and Amanda Beers, and, and uh, so we were right up front. But right at the corner, down a little ways, catty corner from us, was a, was a merch tape, a merch vendor, and he had a lot of Godzilla figures. He did. Pretty much everything he had, I had. Uh, mine's like one or two, but I didn't. You know, I, I didn't, I'm not picking anything up from him. But sitting on like was an imperial. He had an imperial 1985 Godzilla figure with like the 12 inch one, which I have. And I've been looking yeah. into getting the second one because I've seen a lot of people lately um, on like fan pages have been repainting yeah. their imperial, customizing them. Yeah to, yeah, to look more like Godzilla in the actual movie. You know, so the charcoal, you know, the dark charcoal gray, fixing up the fins, getting rid of the whole red lipstick around the mouth deal. Yeah. And uh, and you know you can get them on eBay for usually around 35, 40 bucks. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm, I think I've been wanting to look at, you know, not in a big rush, but I've been wanting to pick one up to do that because I don't want to paint my original one to get another right. one to do it. He had one, and he wanted $55 for it. I'm like, I ain't, I'm not paying that. So where he was at, he had it was the only figure 
the only figure. He had hundreds of figures. Yes. But only this one figure he stuck at the very top of his rack above everything else, like sitting on top of the shelf. And it was above everybody. I mean, yeah. every other table, yeah. they had everything stacked up and was, looking good and stuff. Yeah. But what you could see off in the distance it was just that all the whole weekend, man, there was that freaking imperial figure, just perfect line of sight. Couldn't see anything else of his. Just that thing. I'm like, dude, you're just taunting me, man. Like it was good. I can't, I can't believe those imperials. I mean, I used to get them at a fl- the flea market. Imperials. RJ's got a brown one, a black one, a green one, a you know, he's got like three or four different ones. Oh, see now the brown and black the- one, like those those ones aren't the Imperials. Those are the uh uh, the knockoff ones. The Imperials were the actual authorized ones. I don't know. They say Imperial on the foot. Lies. They're lies. Oh, all all right. lies. How could they do well, such could a be. thing? They say, I, I mean, I didn't care. I'm, I just bought them. Oh, I would too. Yeah. Like, I've got the blue one. I'm looking for the brown one because they're, they're called the, those are also called the shark fin Godzillas. And, uh, um, but I've got uh, I've got the blue one. I want to find the brown one. Uh, my buddy Dustin, my guitar player from my band, he's got the black and red one. I didn't even know it existed, and it looks freaking sweet. I wonder is that one really? like wow. yeah, like um, you got the black for most of the body, then like the silver chest piece is actually has a bit of red in it, and it looks dude, it looks gnarly. And uh, I was like, I gotta find one of those, you know. But you know, my guitar player won't sell it to me. Whatever, <laughs> thought we were friends, you know. It's, it's cool. <laughs> So, anyways, we are, but not that good. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've got a cool retrospective review of the Showa era for you, and we are super excited. I'm excited to do that. And of course, we've got the trivia coming back tonight. Super stoked for this because um, we're ready, of course, give you guys more pride. And you know that things haven't changed between Tristan and uh, the Sludge. I and have Charlie. not seen yeah. these yeah. questions oh, whatsoever. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. now look, I bet we're he's got talking. the answers on his <laughs> phone. No, now, we only spent the whole weekend together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick, oh, yeah. I didn't see I Charlie much. He was all over the place. But, was it? Didn't y'all get a suite or something? <laughs> yeah, that's no. what it was. Yes, <laughs> I, exactly. I went home. I went home. That's all it was. So, all right. But before we get to that, we've got a couple commercials for you because, of course, we want to support our brothers on the network, and yes, we uh, we've got a commercial for Wolfie D yeah. and Give Me Back My Horror Movies. So check these out real quick. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG Thirteen. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color, with Wolfie D every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis. We're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Have you ever wondered why older horror movies trigger such nostalgic feelings with us? Or have you ever wanted a podcast that shines a light on newer horror movies that carry a banner like movies of old? Or even puts focus on independent creators? Or maybe you just want to listen to two guys who are big advocates of werewolves getting normal everyday jobs. Ooh, they're kind of like me. (laughs) If you're anything like us, you've probably said, give me back my horror. If you have, then Nate, Charlie... And Nate's insatiable bloodlust have just the podcast for you. Give me back my horror movies. And seeing as we have a spooky podcast of our own, we know a thing or two about horror. And I know you hear me when I say these guys keep it spooky. And after you've gotten your horror fix from Nate and Charlie, come check out our podcast brought to you by Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. Tales from the Haunt and I Know You Hear Me. Available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Stay spooky. 
Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, so make sure, man, of course, check out all the different shows on our network. But, of course, that was Wolfie D and his show. Then, of course, Charlie and Nate over at Give Me Back My Horror Movies. And let's get this thing started, man. We're talking about Godzilla, arguably the biggest pop culture icon in the world. And in history, yeah. I mean, he spans agreed. You know, movies, TV, toys, cartoons, comics. You, you, I mean, you name it. The dude's been in everything from his own movies to The Simpsons to music, Pee Wee Herman music. to music, yeah, music. Um, I mean, everywhere. All yeah, that's place. right. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, it's, it's Pee Wee Herman. He even shows up on sitcoms on the shelf. Yep, yep, like Roseanne, yeah. the, uh, the imperial yeah. figure we're talking about. So, I mm-hmm. mean, he has a footprint where when you hear the roar or you see the silhouette, you know who you're looking at. And let's jump into the films, man. Let's talk about it. Where it all started, of course, was 1954 with the genius mind of Tomoyuki Tanaka. Um, after, of course, he was wanting to make a motion picture about the horrors of what had happened from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, well, more particularly about a ship called the Lucky uh, Dragon Number no. 7, um, some uh, sailors who had been po- radiation poisoned by these um, nuclear blast experience in the Marshall Islands. Um, so, I mean, Japan was really reeling from the horrors of nuclear war. And you couldn't at the time, they could not legally just make a straight-up movie about this stuff. And so he had to find some way to, to, to put this vision on the screen. And he had just recently seen The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And on his way back, flying back from seeing that movie and whatever else he was doing, it, the idea came to him. To, to make Godzilla, you know, this giant monster that was birthed from the atomic bomb attacking Japan. That was his way to get the allegory across and the horrors that, that Japan had faced. So we got Godzilla. Godzilla came out in 1954 and, of course, was a massive success. I mean, the movie has spawned 36 films now, uh, 32 of them from Toho themselves. And then, of course, unfortunately, there is one from, you know, Sony TriStar and then three from Legendary. And on top of that, of course, we now have, you know, a plethora of animated films and series and yada yada, but we're going to focus on the original 15 films of the Showa era. And that started, of course, in 1954, runs all the way to 1975 with Terror Meg Godzilla. And uh, the series had a, a massive success, saw some ups and downs. Um, for the most part, this series had two main directors who handled most of the films, and that's Inoshiro Honda, who directed the first film, uh, then you know majority of the other ones, and then Jun Fukuda, who uh, kind of took rank and did a lot of the later films. Now, of course, you do have... Yoshimitsu Bano, um, he's famously known for having done uh, Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, or I mean, Godzilla vs. Hedorah, and then Motoyoshi Oda is who actually directed the first sequel film, Godzilla Raids Again, um, or here in America when it first came out was called Gigantus the Fire Monster. Aside from those two, every other one of these films, the other 13 films were done by Inoshiro Honda. Or Jun Fukuda. And the beginning of it was mainly Inoshiro. Of course, he did the first one and was part of the big four. You've heard us talk about Tomiyuki Tanaka, Inoshiro Honda, Aiji Tsuburaya for special effects, and Akira Fukube on the music. Those dudes did a lot of the tokusatsu. Well, most, if not all, the tokusatsu films from from Toho from the 50s into the 70s because uh, Toho definitely made the giant monster boom. And uh, it had a really good run, man. Let's see if I can spit this off here. Godzilla went from Godzilla in 1954 to Godzilla Raids again in 1955. Had a little bit of a hiatus but came back in 1962 with King Kong versus Godzilla. Awesome, huge collaboration um, uh, bringing our beast against their beast, which was really cool and fun. 
1964 saw Mothra vs. Godzilla. Same year, double feature, we got Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, which of course brought Godzilla's main arch nemesis, you know, the, the Joker to his Batman type deal. 1965, we got Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. 1966, Godzilla went to an island to relax, but the, you know, Red Ribbon Army <laughs> wannabes, <laughs> little Dragon Ball <clears throat> jab there, uh, took him <laughs> on an island with a giant lobster and Godzilla vs. Sea Monster. 1967, kept him on an island and brought in somebody who I absolutely despise <laughs> with Son of Godzilla, uh, bringing us the character of Minya. Uh, again, that was 1967. 1968, we unfortunately get uh, the movie that uh, I probably despise more than... No, 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 sorry. 68 was Destroy All Monsters, which was great, was supposed to be the last Godzilla film through every monster you know that Toho had into one big film, and it was arguably one of the best of the series. Uh, then it took a major nosedive in 1969 by bringing back that lovable, 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 lovable little fat silver mania again in uh, Godzilla's Revenge, or All Monsters Attacks, as it uh, came out in Japan. Skipped a year in 1970 with nothing coming out, and then uh, we jumped back into 1971, which was Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, uh, followed up by Godzilla vs. Gigan in 1972. Then we got Godzilla vs. Megalon in 1973. That was where the series was really kind of going downhill in that time frame there. Uh, but then they tried to come back and bring Jun Fukuda in with Godzilla vs. Meggodzilla and ended the series out with Terror of Meggodzilla in 1975. I think that hits them all, correct? I believe you did it, sir. You did it. Boom. I boom. didn't see him look down one time. Don't did need you to. Hit, did you hit Mothra? Yeah. Yeah. Mothra versus Godzilla. Okay. Yep. Double yeah. feature of 1964. All right. Yeah. So let's run oh. through these, man. I'm going to kind of give some of my highlights of this series. Of course, now this, again, we talked about this series had a lot of, not a lot of ups and downs, but you know, one major kind of decline in the late 60s going into the 70s. Now, of course, the movie, the series started out with a bang with Godzilla. I mean, we we all unanimously agree with it being the best of the best. Now, now if you ask a 10-year-old kid, they would say there was never a decline. That's very, That's very true. true. Yeah, that, that is, you know, that is true. Just, just when, I say, when I say for decline. Us, for us adults, you say decline, I'm like, there's a 10-year-old out there uh, that's going to say, uh-uh. I like those. It's because a 10-year-old doesn't know better when it comes to Godzilla's Revenge being a turd bucket. Um, so um, when I say decline, I'm talking financially you know for the studio. He, he's the bully that Godzilla was talking about. Oh, yes. yes. He told Mania to stand up for himself. He I'm, fights his own battle. I must, I must be that, that bubbly butt Gabbara from that movie is what I you're am. Being, you're, I'm gonna say, you're, 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 the, you're Gabbara. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. But of course, the, the series came out with arguably the best film, and we've talked about Godzilla, you know, the original Godzilla, and then the American version, Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, to me, uh, of course, is the staple. And uh, there's so much in that movie for me that has just been lifelong embedded in my system um, that will never be changed. You know, what I mean, I, the first, if I was just pick one scene real quick when it comes to that movie. That will forever be with me. It's the scene when Godzilla's attack in Tokyo, you know, the, the 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 second time, the big, big, big attack. And you got the mom who's in that alleyway with everything burning around her and she's holding her kids. And the kids are crying and she's kind of crying and she keeps telling them, don't worry, we're going to see daddy too. You take out the aspect of Godzilla himself and that moment to me was the moment Tomoyuki Tanaka and Inishiro put the horrors of nuclear war on film. You know what I mean? That was like, so that, that forever haunted me because I was like, dad, the dad's obviously dead, obviously. And she has, she knows there's no saving her kids, you know? And so when she's just trying to comfort them the best she can, it's okay. We're going to see dad soon. 
that just shot. Even as a kid, even as a child, I was like, dude, that's scary. You know, and then as oh, like yeah. further. Well, that first movie was such a, a political statement. Oh, know? big time. And uh, to make people aware of the horrors of nuclear war and 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 everything, it, you know, and they they put it in such a you know yeah they wrap it up in a monster. Uh, yes, exactly. and 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 yeah. the terrors of what can happen and what it does to to civilians, right? You know, uh, and, and it's just amazing that you know he, he and that that's the way he starts out. That's that's Godzilla, you know, and and uh, to it's a way it's a way to, it, you know, the horror of, a, of an atomic blast hard to explain because nobody's really you know no anybody who witnessed it is probably you know saw it from afar. Godzilla did a good job of, of personification isn't the right word, but um, Godzilla personified the atomic bomb. Well, it was the yes, it was the yes, full yes, embodiment. Yes, yes. yes. The full, embodiment. There yeah. you go. There's a word I was yeah. looking for. Full embodiment. And put it in a way that people could understand. You know yeah, yeah. In other words, they they could that may, had them comprehend it. You know, it's yeah. kind of it, it's it, it's hard for me to put into words, but to me that movie. They said, you know, we need them to know what we went through, and we're going to do it through this monster. Yeah, and, and to be everybody, a, you know? everybody was top notch in that when it comes to the, I mean, oh yeah, whole aspect. Of, you know, I think of the scene on his first attack on Tokyo when he's coming over the train tracks. Okay, when you first see him and you see the people running, like Akira Fukabe's score at that moment because it starts as soon as the as soon as the angle switches and you see Godzilla and you just get that awesome score. And it's like, and it's even to this day, I mean, I go back and watch that movie. The special effects are still outstanding. I dare, I dare say, not dare say, I will gladly say that I think that movie is the best, has the best special effects of any 1954 film or 1950s film ever. And it still is better than a lot of the 60s, 70s and 80s. Like it just holds true, <laughs> and so everyone was at the top of their game. You know, Inoshiro yeah. Honda oh, yeah. with his directing, Tomiyuki and his producing, Aiji Tsuburaya, outstanding special effects with the way he did that, and then Afukabe's score was perfect. So I mean, the whole aspect, every aspect of that movie, just was the embodiment of what that horror was. So, and that came out with a bang, man, so big of a bang that they're like, "Dude, we got to do a sequel," because there was never originally a plan for a sequel. Right. Yeah. So, so they kind of threw one together pretty quick, and that came out with Godzilla Rages again in 1955. Uh, Inoshiro did not come back to direct that one, which I do think hurt that. But uh, Moniyoshi Oda did a did a really good job. Uh, there was moments of it with that movie for me. Of course, that was the first time. Aside from like the like the the Kong and T Rex battle in King Kong, this is the first time we've ever got two giant monsters going head to head like this. Like mm. that yeah. whole formula was born. You know, the the film may not be the strongest of the series, but it created the most pivotal oh. piece yeah. to the series. You know what I mean? With, with yeah. Godzilla, and of course bringing in mm. you know creating Anguirus, who is Godzilla's right hand man type deal. But one of the things I think it benefited from, and then I'll let you guys run it because we, you know, we don't want to go too long on each film. <laughs> Uh, was a lot of the camera, uh, the cinematography was so much more fast paced, especially during the fight sequences. You know, what I mean, you didn't have as much of the slow lumbering beast of God, you know, the, the terrifying part right. of Godzilla. You got that f frenetic and like super fast paced, violent fight between Godzilla and Anguirus that I thought was great. So that was a big change of pace for me. Um, that was a highlight for that film. What about you guys? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I'm going to go in a little different direction. I mean, to me, Godzilla wasn't the first monster movie I ever saw, but it's certainly the most memorable. You know, and to me, that Godzilla franchise changed everything for me as a kid, right? So you were talking about Godzilla Raids again. Well, I didn't see Godzilla Raids again until I was an adult because I just it just wasn't available in the United States. I just didn't. I just didn't see it. But now looking at all of them and, and now I'm able to, you know, we have so much access now that we didn't have when I was a kid. Because if I wanted to watch a movie, it just had to be on TV. If it wasn't, I wasn't watching it. You know, right. uh, the VCR wasn't around. We didn't have nothing like that yet. You know, it wasn't until the 80s, that, you know, that we rented a VCR because we sure as heck couldn't afford one. You know, there were $1,000 back then. But to me, Godzilla just... When I see a Godzilla film, I'm eight years old again, all over right. again. And and I go through, of course, all y'all know, everybody who listens to the show knows that my favorite is Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Is it the strongest? No. But that right there, that movie right there, um, every time I see it, I, I, I remember what kind of childhood I had, you know, how much fun I had, you know, you know the carefree, no bills, no, no worries in the world type of deal. And uh, it's just, you know, that one sticks out. Uh, Godzilla versus the sea monster sticks out because I, 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 they all run together for me as a kid. But I believe Sea Monster was the first one I saw in a theater. First time I saw Godzilla in a theater was Godzilla versus the sea monster, I believe. Because uh, I saw Megalon at the theater. I saw Sea Monster. I saw Smog Monster all in the theaters before they kind of started dropping off. So those hold a special place in my heart too because they they just kind of like remind me of going to the theater paying a dollar to go see a movie with my friends and it was down the street it was in the barrio you know it wasn't even in uh you know in the fancy theater it was it, it was an old theater and it was great the airs theater here in corpus which i saw one of my favorite other favorite films king kong uh, king kong in 1976 oh yeah i nice. saw that there yeah i saw that in that theater so um so my you know that's my favorites i just wanted to to kind of i always reflect on the showa era in general because godzilla the original you got that but we got so much more after that oh yeah i mean thanks to godzilla i mean we got you know we got to see the uh the japanese version of king kong we got king Ghidorah, <laughs> rodan mothra I mean, you had all these monsters, Mecha Godzilla. I'm like, man, the Showa era was just groundbreaking. You didn't have anything like that. Yeah, you didn't have anything like that in the United States. I mean, you had giant monsters. You had the tarantula, which I love. Everybody knows that. But you did not have anything like King Ghidorah or Rodan or Mothra or Mecha Godzilla, Smog Monster, even, even Gabra and. You know, Megalon, those silly, you know, Gigan, you know, I always say Megalon and, and Gigan are the Beavis and Butthead of the show. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's just so much came out of that film series. And to me, it was, and it was all groundbreaking because you, I mean, just take King, I'll just take King Ghidorah, my favorite of all the adversaries, King Ghidorah is my favorite. Where else were you going to see something like that? Nowhere else, and no other film franchise was there a King Ghidorah, three-headed, yeah, gold, nothing even close, dragon to yeah. shooting oh, out yeah. lightning till nineteen ninety-four. It was just 
it was just can you imagine being you know eight nine years old sitting in front of the tv and you see, see something like king Ghidorah? after all you got here in the united states which are, isn't bad all you got in the united states was you know giant ants or a giant mantis or frankenstein the wolf and you got the universal monsters which are all great but man as an eight-year-old kid i mean that was you know that was just amazing it was to me first time i saw king Ghidorah. I was blown away. That was it. I was sold well, on it, anything that, you know, anything that that Toho put out. As a matter of fact, to me, in my opinion, start of every Godzilla film with that Toho logo that comes up at the very beginning, oh, Toho yeah. scope or whatever it is. To me, it's just as iconic as the beginning of Star Wars with the scrolling story. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. agree. It's, I totally agree it's just totally... And, and, you know, and then, you know, what I tell people is, you know, they say, oh, you still like Godzilla? You know, you're 55 years old. And I'm like, I'll never outgrow Godzilla. I said, because Godzilla is not only iconic, I said, but he's, it's an escape for me, for any Godzilla film. I can, you know, I'll sit there. I'll even watch Godzilla's Revenge, Son of Godzilla. I'll, I'll watch it because it's an escape for me. You know, it's not only, and in Godzilla's iconic. Yeah. And uh, it's just just the whole franchise in, in general. And, yeah, there was a shift. It, it went over to the kids, you know, for a little bit. And I don't blame Toho for it as much now as I used to because I'm like, well, they probably saw a dwindling audience, and they were trying to, rec- you know, they were trying to recoup some of that audience that they, they got. People got bored, I guess. I mean, I bet if you had a chart and, and saw their – you know their their uh, well, you know, what they were well, making. I, there was income. a there was a huge reason why they dropped in the. But, but I think you know yeah. definitely uh, you know you 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 take uh, up until Ghidorah, Godzilla's evil. Yeah, you, you know yes. You know then all of a sudden here this three headed monster he's a comes hero. and now yeah. he switches to being a, a hero. hero. Yeah, he right, he's exactly. for the people now, and I think that began to change. After that, how people thought about Godzilla, right? You know, you didn't. I mean, he he went from it went from a, a almost a horror movie to uh, he's a hero, Ultraman, like oh, yeah. Ultraman. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah, something like that. Oh, so uh, it, it's just great. And yeah, some of the uh, you know, I, I see it all the time on the internet. Oh, you know, they went. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm gonna take that show era was just life changing, and I think it changed the course of movie history, in my opinion. It just changed it. Yes, you had King Kong. Okay, King Kong to me, uh, nineteen, you know, the the original King Kong, that set a standard that Toho took and just changed the course of history with, because just because of the imagination Toho had and the risks they took, because they they were taking a risk. Somebody could have they could have just said, ah, oh, this is this is you know they could have just said, nope, a gold dra- three headed dragon. Come on, no. It was embraced, and to this day, Ghidorah is my favorite, you know, and will be continue my favorite. Let me just go over my notes, make sure I didn't miss anything. Because, um, yeah, one more thing, and I and you touched on it, Mark, is Godzilla actually took on social issues. Oh yeah, during its whole, right? You know, an example: smog monster with pollution, you know, and with uh, Tristan's favorites, it took on. You know, it was made for kids, so it was about bullying and. And how to handle a bully and things like that. So, the, even back then, you know, they did it. 
they did it in a way that's different than today. Today, it's almost forced down your throat to the point that it's irritating. Back then, it was done naturally. It wasn't forced. It wasn't, and it didn't seem forced. They did it the right way. And uh, I miss that. I miss that a lot from a lot of these. You know, now these movies, they try, you know, they, they want to give, they want to put a message, but they kind of force feed it to you in a way that's not naturally in a movie. I've seen some that are, but a lot of them aren't. And uh, I think Showa excelled in that. The Showa era excelled at that when it was trying to, in the late, it, when it got into the 70s, you know, especially Smog Monsters, the one that comes to mind, because that one was very overt. Yeah, I went, know, to, I went to the theater and saw it too. It was, yeah, yeah on yeah. the big screen was good. Very good. You know, but I, but I watch it, and it's going to sound weird and it may be controversial. I don't feel like I'm being preached at. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. When I watch yeah. the Smog Monster, I don't feel like somebody's pointing a finger at me and telling me, you see what you did, Ruben? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, this is a problem. You should care a little bit more or something like that, which which was fine. Of course, I was a kid when I watched the Smog Monster, and it, it I, it's not like, you know, I went out and threw garbage in the street anyway, but, but it, you know, it put that in in your head that, like, Hey, you know, maybe we should be a little bit more careful what we do, how we do it. So to me, the, the show era and my favorites are of course, you know, the appearance King Ghidorah, as soon as he appeared, that's my highlight. Uh, another one that sticks out of mind is Godzilla's first appearance in uh, Mothra when he comes out of the ground. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's one of the best interviews ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. That that sticks to my mind. And another one that always sticks out is, and it's not actually Godzilla. It's Mecha Godzilla when he's um, when he uh, he gets nicked, and you see that that piece of shiny chrome underneath or whatever, and then and then he spins around, and all of a sudden you see you see Mecha Godzilla for the next for the first time. I mean, that was just. That was just awesome. And that was, you know, that what came out in what, 73, 74? 74. 74. The first, 74, right? So I was, what, about 14 years old and I still loved it, you know? Uh, I didn't see that one in the theaters. I, that one ended up, uh, I finally saw it. And I don't remember how I saw Mecha Godzilla for the first time. But it was, it, it was the first time I saw it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever, you know? And uh, so, so to me, Godzilla was 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 life changing, you know. It, it really changed the course of how I felt about movies. So, and that's it. I know I got a little deep, man. And oh, you did that. good on that. Go. Yeah, well, so, and yeah. I and I agree with what uh, what you're saying, and and I think that you know, as growing up, you know, I'm an adult now, and so I'm watching the news and I'm watching the politics, and and I'm not really uh, uh, involved in it as a child, but this, but growing up. Um, yeah, it makes you start thinking in ways that maybe you not would not normally think because here, yeah, you know, here's right. this monster. You know, I think the only thing that uh, was disappointing to me in the in the show a series was they tried to throw a little bit of comedy in there, and I think they yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, I, I agree with you that especially yeah, yeah the late '60s, the yeah, early '70s films. You know, yeah. it, of course, they built it back up as you got back up towards. The late seventies or mid seventies with Terror Mecha Godzilla and and in that. Yeah. Uh but I think they could have uh uh you know whether they yeah. were searching for whether it be finances or their message, uh, you know, kind of going away from adults and going towards the kids, I think it really hurt uh the Godzilla yeah. character and the franchise. Uh 
but as we see coming along down the future that it's actually built itself back up you know yeah you know he was he was a bad a in 1954 yeah and here in 2014 2000 you know yeah. 2019 yeah. he's back he, oh, to being yeah, a bad a time for sure and so so it's it's went up and down it's a roller coaster but i think uh, ultimately they have proved to hit all audiences all ages yeah. And, and done a good job with it overall. Yeah, well, I that think when sure. they had, did the Mecha Godzilla series, the two Mecha Godzillas, they realized that kids wanted a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, the media wasn't going to, going to do it anymore. Yeah. It did you it. Know, it kids, did it for Sludge, yeah. but no, not not yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, for Sludge, yeah. Media wasn't going to do it. They <laughs> they noticed that kids wanted, you know. And uh, let's just face it, Japan's always done a great job with, with TV series and 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 you know now with. Even um, Korea and all that, they've done a great job as far as knowing what is going to sell now, you know. And even with, with with the two mechas, I think they said, you know what, kids are ready for a little bit more action, you know. And they, yeah, they stuck the count, the, the corn cob guy in there, and, and yeah, he doesn't even fit in there. Oh, God's worst guy gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they stuck the corn cob guy and the guy gang and. I think they saw that the kid, the trend of what the kids were looking for, was changing. So, and, and, you know, and to their credit, they changed with it, and all the better because you know, to me, the two uh, Terror Mecha Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla are 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 high points in that Showa era, um, as opposed to you know, Godzilla versus Megalon, you know, or right. things like that, where it looks like it was more kid oriented. Um, and then they said, nope, you know, these kids want, they want Godzilla to bleed or they want, you know, and, and they did it and it came out yep. great. Yeah. And bled a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, and I'm trying to get, <laughs> Ruben went deep in there and, yeah. and uh, we'll give him a hard time. Sorry about that, man. Kinda, I kinda, when, you, when you did your thing, I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm going in a whole different direction. I was here. like, well, oh, it's going to derail the entire format I had. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, we were at 55, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, up and down. The, the, uh, well, the only, and the only downpour, because you guys brought up a little bit, but I definitely at least want to get this out. The reason why the series went down was financial struggles, but also yeah. because of one major thing, and that was, and you brought up his name, Ultraman. When Ultraman hit yes. the scene in, the, in, the, in 61, yeah. kids went from, you know, and adults went from being able to, having to pay a ticket price to go see Godzilla and these monsters fight to now all they had to do was turn their TV on and they got it exactly you know, every Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And, and that's why I mentioned him. Yes, exactly yeah. why I mentioned him. So I mean he was the he was the major I mean there was other reasons, financial, you know, but of course he was the major cause of it was when he hit the scene, now they were able to see giant monsters fight a superhero every week on their T V screen. Yeah. And, and without paying that was, yeah, without paying a dime. Yeah. And yeah. so that's Toho had to start making adjustments to try and follow suit. That's when we get, you know, let's go more towards the kids with Son of Godzilla, with Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, let's try and go out with a bang and do something that Ultraman can't do with Destroy All Monsters, you know, um, to do that. I mean, even to the point to where it was so huge that Toho created their own series to go opposite of, because at the time that Ultraman came out, when Ultraman came out, Aisha had left Toho. And started Super Aya Productions for some internal conflict and deals. Uh -huh. And uh, so they had to compete with it. So they came up with Zone Fighter. And that was a short-lived 
you know, Ultraman ripoff type. They're, you know, Toho's answer to that. And uh, um, Godzilla even made appearances on Zone Fighter. Not only Godzilla, so did Gigan, yeah. so did Ghidorah. Um, mm-hmm. Because that was a big problem that they faced that they couldn't ultimately recoup from. And they tried to, in that sw- bottom swell of the 70s there, you know, well, from 60, honestly, 69 to 72, 73, sorry, is when it was that low point financially and, and success-wise. Yeah. Japan side, not American side. Because over here in America in this, you know, the early 70s, I mean, you, every Saturday, yeah. you know, matinee had a Godzilla feature. Yeah, right. You had, exactly. you know, in the theaters or at home, and people were coming to see them in the theaters. I mean, Godzilla vs. Megalon was huge. Godzilla vs. Megalon was one of the first movies a lot of people saw stateside because it was played so much on TV and in theater runs. Right. You know, as, yeah. as you know, as long as you know, other you know, double build with War of the Gargantuas or Godzilla vs. Monster Zero or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, they would just run those over and over again. So it had a very big success here because even at that time, then you know, over here stateside, on top of that, we get the Hanna Barbera cartoon. You know, what I mean, so Godzilla is booming oh, yeah. over here, yes, but he was not booming over there. Well, I think you were, yeah. you know, they're uh, Toho's turning out one Godzilla movie a year. Oh, stands one year, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and Ultraman, and, and what's Ultraman weekly? Yeah, 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 and, you know, and that you can't compete with that. No, and uh, then they tried, no. you know, and I think definitely with with the Meg Godzilla, and of course, I mean, he, you know, Fukuda June Fukuda came back with Godzilla vs. Gigan, and you can really tell with 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 the majority of the action. I mean, of course, it was darker, it was bloodier. You know, yeah. Tanaka was not a big fan of the blood, you know, uh, by any means. Um, or no, I'm sorry, not Tanaka. Aiji wasn't. That was one of the reasons why Aiji had stepped out uh, from doing special effects because he felt like it needed to be more kid oriented. Fukuda and Tanaka was like, no, you know, this the kid stuff's not working. We need to come back, you know, with with this. And then Fukuda, you know, takes full reins almost with Mega Godzilla and Terra Mega Godzilla, and I think he definitely knocked it out of the park because Mega Godzilla oh, yeah. is definitely one of the highlights of the Showa because he is one of his. I mean, you've got, you know. Arguably, Ghidorah is still number yeah. one. It, no, yeah, but Meg Godzilla. But, but, is but right an there. argument, can, yeah, you can make an argument. I can, you know, I'm not going to argue if somebody says, "Oh no, Mega Godzilla." I'm, I'm, I can't argue that. You know, it, it, it it's a, a matter of taste. Yeah, I mean, Meg Me- Godzilla is definitely when it comes to the the monsters that came out of the Showa. In my opinion, the most powerful of the foes. But yeah, not the most popular. Yeah, you know, I mean Ghidorah is definitely the most popular. We've right. seen him on film more than any other uh, of the Godzilla monsters. I mean, because well, it's just his design. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Well, I mean, he even he even hopped over incredible. from you know from Godzilla to the Mothra series twice. You know, I mean, yeah. and uh, so I mean he's super popular. Came back in the legendary ones, but uh, yeah, the show brought a lot of iconic characters. Um, that's yeah. the, the test of time, not just Godzilla himself. I and mean, we're talking about Mothra, Ghidorah, Rodan, Anguirus, Mega Godzilla. Um, they were all there. Then, of course, we saw the highlight of King Kong versus Godzilla, seeing those two titans go toe to toe, you know, to the point where it's like they had to bring it back. You know, I mean, we just got Godzilla versus Kong, yeah. you know, yeah. a year ago. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had to bring that, that massive fight back because, I mean, you had, yeah, back in, you know, Universal did it first. With you know Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, right. okay, but yeah. and Marvel, you know the, the crossing universes. You know we know Marvel does that now type deal you know, with crossing characters, but nobody hit that peak that King Kong versus Godzilla did. I mean, oh yeah, that's the two oh. biggest pop culture titans of movie history. Nobody hit that. And they were on the same right. screen. Yeah, they, yeah, the first time yeah. they were both on the same screen. That was 
major, you know, major talk and, you know, uh, in, inside the household, brothers and sisters or friends are saying, no, man, it's, it's King Kong. No, it's oh, Godzilla. Yeah. You know, it's even Kong. when he come back with his new one, me and my yes. mom oh, were yeah. talking so much what? smack to each you other. You know, you had team, uh-huh. team Kong or team Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, dude, that was out yeah. there. And, uh, and it's always been that way with those two. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, and, and I always have to remind people that, that the show King Kong, King Kong was supposed to be the hero. With with Godzilla yeah, still, still, yeah. Yeah. still still he's still the bad guy, and oh yeah, uh, the, the people just don't understand. I said that's why it was King Kong versus Godzilla, right? Versus well, yeah, it was, it was even before Kong, that it was supposed yeah. to be King Kong versus Frankenstein, and yeah, that you know it. is what fell through. And then that's where like, well, that's Godzilla, and then right, boom, that, that was definitely going to have to you know if you really think about Kong versus Frankenstein, I mean, really how how how. How well would that go? Yeah, I don't think that, that wouldn't that wouldn't go, oh, that, that, wouldn't go that wouldn't go good on a Friday night. There, there's there's pre production artwork yeah. for it. It looked pretty cool yeah, though. Really? Yeah, yeah. But were they going to uh, use? Uh, I wonder. I hadn't seen production artwork. Were they going to use the the Japanese Frankenstein, the kid? No, because this this came before that. Or they were going to yeah. use a gargantua. No, neither oh, one. This came yeah, before this, that. this came okay. before that. I mean, because you know, God's oh, you see, I always suit. assumed. I always assumed that when they said Frankenstein, it was going to be. No, no, it, it was, if you'd almost imagine, like, um, the, the storyboard, I mean, it looked like a uh, more of a Colossus-type creation oh. um, against Kong. You know what I mean? Almost like, if you can imagine, like, a burnt, distorted version of Kong, almost is what the storyboards looked like for Frankenstein, just a little more really? humanistic. Um, but they look great. I mean, there's a couple, you know, uh, pre-production artworks out there for that that would just looked awesome. Well, I think, you know, oh, and just like this new, uh, well, the... Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, this new one, legendary. You know, you had to grow Kong up, right? And they would build the him same up. thing. Yeah. It would have to do with that with Frankenstein, yeah. Because yeah. well, but, but see, I, I don't know how I feel about that because if that would have happened, we might have not gotten Frankenstein conquers the world in the Gargantua. Oh, you know that's very possible. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's possible yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, and so and those I, are I don't think films. I want to give. I don't think I want to give. I don't think I want to give up those two. <laughs> No, three, no, I guess not all together. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. So I don't know how. I'm glad it didn't work out. Yeah, um, you know. So go on. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, the the series just um, again trying to formulate here. Uh, yeah, I mean, started high, went high for a while, especially with Inoshiro Honda um, and and Shiniki Sarazawa, who did a lot of the writing. You know, in that beginning, those you know the fifties and sixties. Those guys, man, just they they had it right and nailed it, you know. And I yeah. think the a majority of them stepping away um, in the late sixties. I mean, because I mean, yeah, every it it was, yeah, every every movie was like it was a, just it was just a banger, man. I mean, the first Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. raids again, yeah. King Kong Godzilla, Mothra versus Godzilla, which was bringing another two Titans because Mothra came out three years prior and was a humongous success for Toho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having those come together, then the introduction of of uh, King Ghidorah and Ghidorah three monster three headed monster. Not only that, but then bringing not just Godzilla, but bringing Mothra and Rodan in. Yeah. Like that was yeah, she was huge. You know, I mean, Invasion of the Astro Monster or Godzilla or Godzilla's Monster Zero, Ruben's favorite. You know, that was yeah. just a, a great movie. And so having those original crew, that original crew, because it was up to that point. It didn't start kind of backing down until '66 when got with Godzilla Sea Monster. Um, and of course, you know that's where you had 
you know, Inishira Honda stepped out for a bit, and yeah. you know, Aiji's not—he's still there, but he's starting to pull some reins back. Um, Afuka Bay's not doing as much as, as they start to roll out, so to speak. I guess in the '60s, yeah, is when things kind of change, definitely changed. While <laughs> and they know, started using stock footage, and yeah, like yeah, that. you know, yeah. and while Sea Monster was still great, you know, a really fun film, it just didn't hit the tier that those first five films right. did. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, but and then of course you all know my opinion on Son of Godzilla definitely did not. Uh, but then they tried to recapture that with Destroy All Monsters. And of course they brought in Shiro yeah. Honda back. They brought you know the big four came back together again, and that's why you have I think is the biggest success of the latter part of the show yeah. uh, with that film. Not, not plus it doesn't help that you got I mean, you know, every I mean, monster you can in there. See that draw. I mean, every, I mean all those monsters. Oh yeah, I can just see that draw. I'm like, hey, you know this like the Avengers. Right, right. You know, you like and, uh, the Avengers. Or, it was the first, yeah, Justice, it was the first or Avengers. Justice League for you DC fans. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they did a great job. And then, of course, you know, everyone kind of leaves again. And, and then we get God Wars, the, the Smog Monster. Um, or, I'm sorry, no, we had God Wars Revenge next, um, which was, um, that was just a hop, skip, and a jump away from a Gamera film at the time, uh, in yeah. my opinion, you know, as far as for the kids. Uh, but right. you know the guy was a smog monster. Yeah, we talked about the politicalness or awareness type things of the film. Yoshimitsu Bano severely made pollution a huge, huge thing. I mean, to the point where I mean yeah. Tanaka was very upset with him and told him he would never work on a Godzilla film again. Wow. Uh, um, right. Yeah, you know, I mean Tanaka was because Tanaka was in the hospital at the time. Uh, of that that film being being done, and so he wasn't there and he didn't see it till it was all done, and he was furious. About it, and Bano did not work on another Godzilla film. And actually, he wow. he, he oh, so he thought it was too forced. Yeah, where I didn't think. Yeah, he yeah. thought it was. He too thought it was forced, too huh? forced, and took Godzilla in the direction he didn't want it to go, and uh, uh. and banned him from it. And I mean, to the point where he never worked on a Godzilla film again until wow, because he tried to bring that back. He tried in the early two thousands to do a three D Godzilla film. Bring yes, it, bring Hedora right. back. If you guys might remember, uh, if not, you need to check it out because it's pretty cool. You can at least find some of the story stuff about it. Um, but that never came through. But around that time, Legendary Pictures picked up Godzilla, and they brought Yoshimitsu as an executive producer on the first Godzilla 2014. You know, so I mean, that was his return. And I, you know, and I don't think it would have happened honestly if Tanaka was still alive. You know, we lost Tanaka in '95. Um, or I'm sorry, '96. And uh, but even from 1971 to 1996, Tanaka was like, "You never touch a Godzilla film again," and he never did. You know, but Ooh. even as drastic as that was, Smog Monster left a staple for so many people. Um, and and then of course, you know, kind of bottomed out for you know as far as Japan side with Godzilla Megalon. Yeah. I mean, that literally was a contest that people could enter uh, to create a hero that was going to be an answer right. to. Ultraman, Toho's answer, you know, and so you got to draw your own hero or create your own character and submit it, and Jet Jaguar won, and it was supposed to right. just be straight up Jet Jaguar's Megalon. There was no Godzilla, there was no Gigan, but they're like, man, you know, as they were struggling enough as it was, facing against Ultraman, they're like, and this is not going to be enough, so that's what they decided, let's bring Godzilla and, you know, Gigan into the, the mix, you know, because Gigan did really well in Godzilla's Gigan, and was seemed to be pretty well liked, uh, but then... That just kind of bottom still didn't go where one uh, over here. Yeah. It's called classic, you know. What I mean, it just yeah. it hit different. Oh yeah, it is big yeah. time. And uh, but then went up with the Meg Godzilla films, you know. I mean, so it, it's all its ups and downs. But you were right. I mean, it it did things no other movie studio did. Yeah. It created a phenomenon. You know, spawned how many different 
other companies worldwide tried to capture in on it. You know, you, you got um, it was. Man, you got ga- I mean, Gamera. I mean, yeah, yeah, Gam- Dia yeah. at the time or Katakawa yeah. Pictures now did the Gamera mm-hmm. series, which was the most successful. Um, you know, Godzilla Fallout or rip off or whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know series for sure because I mean he's next. I, I wouldn't call it a knockoff. I I, yeah, I just call it, it an offshoot. An offshoot. A, tri- offshoot a tributary. Yeah, 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 tributary off of the Godzilla River. You know, trying trying to that. to capture on that the capitalism of, of yeah. Godzilla there. Gamera Which, definitely hey, I'm was all for successful. it. I'm all oh, yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, all for we, it. We, we got that. We got you know. Mo, you know, to- Toei, uh, the people who are behind like Dragon Ball, they did you know Monster Free yeah. from Prehistoric Planet. You got Young Gary, you've, you know Gorgo. There's just so many that came out uh, because Godzilla was so huge. Everybody wanted to do one at that point, even Reptilicus, yeah. and you know, oh, I mean, there's, yeah. there's yeah. tons of them. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Godzilla, we uh, you know we wouldn't have the massive kaiju genre. That's just known worldwide to most yeah, people, yeah. Um, and I it's think that still was strong the, today. That is the that is the seed. I think the Godzilla series, Godzilla fifty four, was the seed that that sprouted all of that. Yep, uh, and the show era part. was just a huge boom, huge boom. You yeah. know, and it would be another decade before we got to the next series, which was the Heisei series, which we'll do a retrospective of coming up in a few months. Um, that while special effects and stuff was just superior, you know, it just, it's, it's did not manage to capture the magic that the show had yeah. at the time. And, and I still think that that has to do with our age. I still, I, you know, I've always argued this. You guys know that, that it depends on like the, the high C didn't hit with us because we were already adults when they came out. Well, except it, for, it, except for know, the first one <laughs> for oh, me, yeah. the first I, one, I, I knew that had <laughs> yeah. to come oh, up. That's true. Yeah. 84, man. 84, no, oh, yeah. 84, oh yeah. yeah. So, so it was 84. I thought it, it, then we agreed that's technically a show. Well, so technically, yeah. technically 84, as far as the rain, because uh, I wouldn't call who, it that, but it's not the same series. I, I understand. Yeah. That, so but. for those who don't know, the reason why it's called the Showa era is deals with the, with the political rain at the time in Japan. Yeah. And yeah. like right now we're in the Raiwa, uh, um, yeah. Or Raiwa. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, era over there. So, era. so technically, yes, the, it did not change till 1985, but for God, yeah, but, and that's when Godzilla came over here. Yeah. And so that, but they do, oh, we yeah. do put 84, even Toho. And it, it does. Because, because, yeah, it does because it belongs. It's in that same timeline. Yeah. And, yeah. and really you're talking about a timeline. So, and you're, but that's your favorite Godzilla film, right? That's what you rank number one is Godzilla. Oh 84. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, or eighty five. I don't know which one. Eighty five is so what you're eighty five, eighty five, yeah. Eighty five. I mean I do put them so together. I, I still but, think uh, that it's still thinking that's why I always argue it depends. Because if you grew up in the Showa era, you know, you love those, you know. RJ grew up in the he was more exposed well, he was exposed to everything thanks to me. So it's not a judge I can't judge you. I can't use him as a as a barometer on this one. But I really think like if you're there's so many kids out there that just love the high C series because right. that is well, I mean, where they grew up. And on. I grew up in that series, yeah. but yeah, and you did, I yeah. grew up with the Showa series. I mean, that's what I yeah, watched. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Well, uh, and you, I said you were you were exposed to the whole thing, kind of yeah. like RJ was. Oh, yeah. you know, RJ yeah. saw Megalon before he saw Godzilla well, '85. Yeah, and you and you, you know? and you watched 1985, Godzilla 1985 or '84, however you want to call it. Uh, but you're the type of person that's like, okay, I got to have more, and I want everything. 
this yeah. has. And so yeah, then yeah. you started dissecting everything. And, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I had seen after 85, I don't know, Mark, what you think? I mean, uh, probably most of the, if not all of the show up yeah. before I oh, saw yeah. any other Heisei film. Yeah. Um, maybe Sans, eight, you know, by Lante. I don't know if we'd found that yet on the HBO video, but. Um, I mean, I pretty, yeah, I mean, I, I would most possibly say I'd, See? I'd watched the entire oh, yeah. show up. Yeah. And I didn't even know anything existed after Godzilla 85. I've, and I know I've mentioned it on other shows until the, uh, the one that we shall not mention got released <laughs> yeah. to the United yeah. States. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, dumpster, you know, all of, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, all this merchandise was available in the United States. Oh, you yeah, know? merchandise. And that's when I saw. Yeah, and that's when I saw. I'm like, you know, like I think I told you guys, I've said it. I got all those on QVC. They sold us the whole yeah. set. Yeah, you know, I well actually it was just two of them. It was Ghidorah and Mothra, but I'm like, they exist. There's something after, you know, there's something after Godzilla '85. Yeah, and that's when I started saying, I gotta, I gotta have them. I gotta have them, you know, and uh, you know, and I even remember. Biolante, getting Biolante, and then Space Godzilla for some reason didn't get released in the United States. It was like the last one. It wasn't released in order. Destroyer was, but no Space Godzilla. And I just remember that's okay. for it. Space Godzilla deserves to be for that last. So yeah. So but but yeah. Um, so Showa era. I mean, definitely uh, it started so much, and it's yeah. super. Um, it's amazing. And even the little downfalls some people might see, other yeah. people love. You know, Godzilla's Revenge. I, you know, me and Ruben differ drastically on that. You know, but there's other yeah. movies too that it's opposite for other ones. You know, the ones that I might love that someone else might not like. Everyone has their highlights, and it's a phenomenal yeah. series. And uh, we always yeah. keep going back to it. You know, because it's just yeah. as good as it is. So, all right, well, that's, it is, yeah, and that's it's just uh, back to Mania. I mean. You know, I got. Why to see, we go back to him? Yeah, yeah because, <laughs> because I, I know. I want to iterate you because we we differ because I got to see RJ sit in front of the TV and watch that. So I got to see the, you know, little four year old, five year old, enjoy that. Well, even me, though now now he, he now he's he's had the same thinking that we are. Like it's silly, yeah. but and I tell you what, you know, better that than Teletubbies. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, but look, I mean, I didn't want to let this cat out of the bag, but you know, Mark can attest oh. to it. Oh, but, here it comes. Um, it, it was, you know, me as a child. I'm actually the person who created the WTF because that's when Manila hit the media hit the screen. <laughs> I was probably six, seven years old, looking at Mark going, and then just drop it on him out of nowhere, and he's like, "What? You know, what the? What?" <laughs> I'm sorry it took you guys in this direction <laughs> yeah. that you guys didn't want to go on on this thing, but I I, I could have I texted you I'm like, well, this is where I'm going with it. So I'm oh, sorry. No well, I think it was good. It, it was good, and I think we we kind of spelled it out there. Really it good. worked. So, all right, well, guys, yeah. that's our little retrospective of the Showa era. You know, when you hear after you hear the episode, get on the socials, get on the groups, let us know what you think of the Showa era as a whole, your favorites, yeah. your ups, your downs. But until then, or you know. Until then, it's yeah, it's trivia time. It's time to test your might. 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 Test 
your might. All right, so this one should be fun because I told Charlie we got 15 films you can go from, from 54 to 75, so who knows what questions he might ask. But before we get to those, real quick, Ruben, you were the last loser of the Test Your Might, and you had to watch (laughs) Missoula the Rat Monster. Please tell us how much you enjoyed (laughs) that film. Well, let's just put it this way. I went and... um, and, uh, Pretty much just went bang my head against the door after watching this because I wanted to forget. I was hoping to get short-term amnesia because that movie, I'm like, what the heck? You know, why? Why does he do things like this to me? You know, it's just a trivia contest. There's no sense so of anyway, torture, yeah? It, it, so I'm watching it, you know, and I laughed more than anything else during this movie because it was so, there was a scene... That really stuck out to me. It's okay. The two guys are going to go battle this giant. This guy, it's it's a rat that I think he lifts weights and just does steroids. Yeah, what it looks yeah. Like to me. If you put a rat on two, put a rat head on Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is it. And then I'm like, this guy is ripped, and he stands on two legs, and you know he's actually fighting these guys. Like, but there's a scene where uh, one of the guys has a knife, and the knife. He goes to stab him, and he goes to the back. You can see it's a rubber knife because it's flopping. Yeah, I yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a rubber knife. You can't even use a <laughs> yep. real knife. It's, God dang it. I'll tell you what. I'm like, what the heck am I watching? The WTF right there. So yeah, like, that's where it comes the? out. Yeah, dude, that that was a that one took me a while to find. Like, I it had been on my radar. It was a, a an, actually an independent monster film uh, from like 2002 or something. 2002. Like 2002. Yeah, it's 2002. Um, and it took me a while to find a copy because I mean the only time place I could find it was like Amazon, but it was always unavailable. And then I finally found a used copy. Paid probably more than I should have for it, but. No, I definitely paid more than I should have for it. But I saw it, and I'm like, dude, if anything, this is test your mind material right here. So it was yeah. pretty rough. So I'm glad, I'm, glad I'm, you know, I'm glad you got to experience that with me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was, it's pretty rough. So, all right, let's run into it, man. Let's open these questions up and see what Charlie has for us today. Um, how did he send us to me? Okay, what is going on? Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here Always, we go. you know, vacation didn't I got a new anything. phone, man. It's yeah, being blame weird. it on the phone. Okay, all right. Here we go. Number one, which Godzilla movie aired on American Network TV in 1977 and was hosted by an American comedian wearing a Godzilla costume? Was it A, Godzilla vs. Gigan, B, Godzilla vs. Megalon, or C, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla? I have no idea. I have one idea. <laughs> it's barely an idea. <laughs> I actually know the answer to this next one. Who was the comedian from que- number two? Sorry, <laughs> number oh, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Let's Who was the comedian <laughs> from question one that wore the Godzilla costume? A. John Candy. B. Dan Aykroyd. Or C. John Belushi. I know the answer to that one. Like one more time. One more time. So, who was the comedian from question one that wore the Godzilla costume? Was it John Candy, A, B, Dan Aykroyd, or C, John Belushi? Okay. I just can't remember which movie it was. I know it's one of the two, one of the two movies on there. So, All right, number three. 
Destroy All Monsters was originally intended to be the final Godzilla movie, and I hope I didn't give this one away, and was set further in the future unlike previous entries. What year was the movie set in? A, 1999, B, 1997, or C, 1995? Well, that's an easy one, Charlie. That's a, yeah. I thought Charlie was digging deep there. What was, it? was, was A, what, what was A, say it again? A, 1999, B, 1997, or C, 1995? All right, I got it. All right, now let's see if I can open this without it doing 500. Okay, there we go. Okay, number one, which Godzilla movie aired on an American TV network in 1977 and was hosted by an American comedian wearing a Godzilla costume? Was it A, Godzilla vs. Gigan, B, Godzilla vs. Megalon, or C, Godzilla vs. Megazilla? I went with B. The answer is B, Godzilla vs. Megalon. Yes, Woo. all right. It's the only one that made sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two, mm-hmm. who was the comedian from question one that wore the Godzilla costume? A, John Candy, B, Dan Aykroyd, or C, John Belushi? The answer is C, John Belushi. Oh, hit it again. Yes. Yep, got that one. No. All right. Oh, crap. Did you get that one, too? Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I'm I've actually trouble. seen he said that. He, he said Have you guys he, seen he that? He knew no. that one, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I never seen it, but I don't, th- that too. I remember. Well, now, I, obviously, I didn't see it happen live on air. Well, I didn't. There, I thought no way with John Candy could have been yeah. Ackroyd, but yeah, no, Belushi. it was Belushi. Yeah, yeah. That, Belushi. that was an Ackroyd comedy. That yeah. wasn't, no. you know, that was. So, yeah. no, I did not see it like when it aired in '77. I wasn't alive okay. then, yeah. but I have seen. Yeah, I have seen, seen that the clip. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the clip, which is pretty cool. Um, number three, Destroy All Monsters was originally intended to be the final Godzilla movie and was set further in the future, unlike previous entries. What year was the movie set in? A, 1999, B, 1997, or C, 1995? Not a clue. A, 1999. Yes. Boom. Three for three. I'm watching the movie. Oh, Mark lost it. I remember that 1999, like, you know. Oh, it's it's in the intro sequence. They talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, They give the timeline right there at the very beginning of the movie, man. I missed it. 1999. (laughs) All right. So, Mark. You two get to choose what to do to me. Well, Ruben, if you don't have a movie, I've got a turd basket of a film. Oh, oh no. Oh well. No, I, I mean, no. Let's go with Ruben. I like Ruben. Ruben, let yeah. Ruben pick. You want me? Because he had, he, you, you know, Kiss, Phantom of the Park. I loved That's it. true. Yeah, Ruben <laughs> picked some good ones, <laughs> yeah. man. I loved it. <laughs> let's see here. Let me see if I can find my list here in my little notebook. I used, I had a list. But if I can't find it in the next five seconds, it's all yours. It's all yours. Mark's slow counting here. I think he's trying to hold out for Ruben because <laughs> he don't want me to pick this one. Come on, Ruben. Because I put one on the other day. I was like, you know, it's been a minute, and this is on my list. I may have to check it out, and I made it all of about eight minutes into the film, and I was like, no, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Ruben. I cannot find, I cannot uh, find it. All, all right, yeah. Mark, you uh. have got a great, great giant monster movie to watch from Full Moon Rising Pictures that came out in like the mid-90s called Zarkor the Invader. <laughs> Zarkor the Invader. Yep. Thanks, and Ruben. Thanks, Ruben. It is uh, on you know I always have you your back, enjoy. Ruben. <laughs> so. I know. And I have a list. It's, so, it's somewhere in this notebook, but it's been so long since we've done the show. Oh, oh man. So, all right. Zark, Zark, Zarkor oh, the Invader. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god. That's so wrong. Oh man, I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah. I, I found I mean it, it was like as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh here it is. Yeah, Sorry, Mark. That's a shame. Wrong. I can't wait so. to hear what he feels how he feels about this movie. So Oh man. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. We are so glad to be back with you guys. And of course, you know, keep up with us on the social sites. You know, we've got the underdogs, monster movie or monster mash Wednesdays and Friday night fights going all week every week and we love doing those with you guys we've got a lot of things coming up of course next weekend we've got stopping frank's take rob con episode so you do not want awesome. to miss that I can't awesome. wait. oh I cannot man wait to it see that. is awesome and if only we could show you some of the pictures that were taken that were put in our <laughs> monster movie chat uh, chat that we will not reveal yes. publicly um this was a this was one for the record book so oh, yes hopefully oh, you yes. guys will enjoy that episode it was there was privacy invaded. Poor Nate. Poor Nate. So, yeah, so next week we've got Stompy and, take, uh, Stompy and Frank take RobCon. And then the week following, man, we are hitting another Yacha film. We all got pretty pumped with Prey. That just recently came out. And we're like, dude, you know, it's time oh, to do yeah. the next the next oh, yeah. Predator film. Gotta so we're doing Predator 2. Predator and not two. only will the three of us be here, we've got two very special guests coming back for that one. We've got Charlie and Nate from Give Me Back My Horror Movies and Action Movies. Movies, yeah. um, coming to join us for that one so that should be interesting I do foresee me yelling at Nate a lot I think because it's Predator 2 but we'll find out because if I'm not mistaken yes. Nate's like the pro Adrian Brody Oh you know, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, dude, no. what? Yeah, yeah. Really? I think so. There's I think I remember stuff. him talking kind of highly of predators, but we'll find out. Nate, you okay. let me know if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> oh man. But so we got that, and then of course next month we've got Halloween coming, and man, we have so many cool things in store for you. So we have got, of course, a whole new set of brand new second series monster movie stomp down trading cards coming out for you digitally, and of course we will be getting those made um, uh, physical copies as well, like we did the first series to do for our prize pack giveaways. Um, we will have, of course, not this month, just because of things that are going on. Um, we will uh, be returning the retro news segment for the monthly giveaways so that you guys get your prize oh, yeah. packs back. That's coming back next month. Um, and then we've got a 10-day buildup for the Halloween episode. So we are going to go through and give you 10 monster movies that we love as we count down yes. Good to stuff. our Halloween one. And uh, like I said, these won't be... You know, it'd be really cool. So instead of doing like two different episodes, we're going to do little mini episodes for you 10 days prior to Halloween, counting down our personal favorite monster movies for this se this season, leading up to a very special, we're not going to say anything about it other than it's very special, it's going to be changed, like drastically changing for the show, our Halloween special, you will definitely not want to miss. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. So, And not only that, we have one more thing for you for Halloween. Oh, man, Mark. I don't know, but the next. I thing, don't know what, about you? what is this. We talked yeah. about it earlier. What are you talking about? So, this is not <laughs> this is not going to be on the show. Well, we'll be on the show, but it's going to be a big, huge thing for Friday night fights for the month of Halloween, October for Halloween. Oh, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. going to do bracket style tournament. Here we so go. So we are going to decide who is the ultimate monster of monsters for Halloween as we pit some of the biggest and most legendary monsters in movie history against each other. So every Friday night, you're going to see a new bracket of monsters, and we're going to decide who comes out on top. And we want to let you guys know. We will talk about it as we break down Halloween on the show. Uh, who we think is going to win? Who you know? We'll give yeah. you our uh, opinions ourselves on the show. Who's going to fade away and yep. who's going to move on? But then you got to interact with us on Friday because it's yes. you. Yes. Right. 
who's going to decide who comes out as exactly. the top dog monster for Halloween this you year. You know, what's going to be very important here is the ranking of the monsters for that first bracket. Oh, yeah. So we got we to gotta make sure that, that, that not, you know. That somebody's favorite monsters aren't oh. ranked against some weak monsters. So <laughs> oh yeah, no, we will. We will yeah. make them fair. You know? Like I said, we we've kind of gone with the, with the Friday night fights. You know, similar monsters against similar monsters. Now we may not do that exactly, but we will keep it very similar. You know, but, maybe not. Yeah, but yeah. you made but you made it so similar that somebody can comment. Very generally yeah, oh on those fights, yeah, like, like Charlie, like oh, yeah. Charlie, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I might, ju- I might just go ahead and ban it. Charlie from the oh, tournament. Well, that's, that's the idea, right there. <laughs> you know, so Charlie can't do it. But we're yeah. we're pretty stoked, guys. Halloween's going to be huge. Trust us, this Halloween special is yeah. going to be awesome, and it's going to change the course of the show from here on out. So can't we, wait. It's going to be great. So again, thank you all so much. We are so glad to be back with you. We will see you guys on all the socials. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We love you guys so much. This is Sludge and Mark. You got Ruben in Texas. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Come on, you y'all. You want to live forever? Now what? But no matter what happens, Godzilla will win. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.